0: Yo, what up though? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you out there. How you doing? How's the week going? How's work? Is it stressing you out? Let me uh, give you a little piece of advice that uh, my Australian friend used to give me. used to say, uh, take a heat or uh, take a bamboo schooner, mate. Pretty sure bamboo schooner was like Australian slang for bong hit or something. I don't know if someone from Australia ever hears this. Let me know. So uh, today's show was, um, it's interesting. There's a, let's call it a not-so-civil disagreement between my two cohorts about a couple football players and a couple baseball players. Then there's a a discussion about jerseys, which we're definitely going to finish on the next episode because Double is just talking some nonsense. So you can look forward to that. And, uh, you know, we just talk a lot of football this week and and Meech gets dragged pretty hard, which uh, brings me to the elephant in the room. Meech, I love you. I love you like I love Wayne Gretzky. I I love you like I I love cheeseburgers. I love you so much that I would stand outside your bedroom window in the cold rain in California, which would be weird because I'd imagine there's not a whole lot of cold rain in California. But anyway, I would stand outside your bedroom window with a boombox over my head in the cold rain blasting Peter Gabriel. I'm getting emotional. Let's start the show. All right, welcome to Stone Sports once again. I am your host, as always, Bert. With me, as always, I have my co host, Double. Say what up, Dubs?
1: What the fuck is up?
0: And my co-host as well, my OG good friend, Meech. Say what up, Meech. What up? All right, so um, not much to talk about today except for, you know, all the football. So uh, actually, real quick, I have a question. I don't know if Double's going to be able to weigh in on this, but um, Meech, Chipotle, Moe's, or Qdoba, which one do you go for?
2: <laughs> I've never heard of the last one, but Qdoba's definitely better than fucking Chipotle.
0: Okay, so you're not a m you are not a you do not know about Mo's. There's yeah, a Moe's I mean the only just...
2: reason I know about Quadoba is because I have friends that live in Michigan, so there's there's Quidobas there, but there's Quidoba.
0: not them on the West Coast. Yeah, I love how he's saying Quidoba. Quidoba. It might be Quidoba, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. I have
1: no idea. I just ask... I remember there Go was ahead. Go ahead, double. My only experience with Quadoba is I went to a Red Sox game once and people they're giving out like free chipsy queso. That was what all the slips said. It looked like a yeah. little like box top looking thing. And uh-huh. it was just free chips. e queso at KidoBa, and yeah. we had like five of them because people just kept leaving them around. But we <laughs> never went. I've still never cashed those in.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I only ask because I actually like had Chipotle for the first time in like three years, a couple days ago. And I was like, this isn't that good, bro. Like, I'm going to get yeah.
1: murdered for, for this. for some
0: reason, people on the West Coast love Chipotle, and I don't know why. It's not
1: good. It's yeah. that,
2: I, I don't, you can't convince me it's better than what we have here.
1: I'll get murdered for this. I haven't had any of the three.
0: <laughs> this is why I started it by saying I'm sure Double can't weigh in on this.
1: Yeah. You're absolutely right. I told my Kodoba story to act like I was part of it, but I have zero fucking clue.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a hot take. I think kedoba's better than Moe's and Chipotle Fight me. Come on the podcast and defend yourself. All right, so fuck all that noise. Let's get to the football. Um, so I guess we're going to start with the uh, Thursday night game, which was right. uh, the the Tits versus the Colts, the Titans
1: versus the Colts, correct? Correct, where I absolutely nailed my pick. Meech, you went with the Titans. It was a poor mistake. Well, it wasn't really a poor mistake. It, it was. They were
2: winning up until the first half, and then – Second half happened, and for some reason, they fell into a special team's hell, unlike any other. They had control of the game up until a botched punt for, I think, like 13 yards, and then a blocked punt on their subsequent possession, and that just changed oh, the whole feel of the game. Right,
0: that yeah, I heard be about correct. that. I heard about that. My roommate, like, when I was leaving the house, he was like, dude, two punts have fucked up here.
2: They put the punter that had just been signed off the practice squad, Um, really just muffed a punt for, like I said, I think it was around 13 yards and that gave the Colts a great positioning. Uh, they score a touchdown, then they turn around, block a punt right after that. And it just, that just changed the whole feel of the game. The Tennessee Titans looked that they were in control of the game. They weren't like running away with it before that but they were in control of it and then after that it just took all of the momentum out of their cells
1: i agree with you on that one 100 the uh, that was just the momentum shifter those punts but uh, like i touched on last week rivers needed to protect the ball he did that he had uh no picks and i touched on this as well last week tennessee has absolutely no pass rush they have one person with more than two sacks on their team and they had one sack as a team against indy so if you get no pressure on the quarterback, Rivers has all sorts of time to just do what he wants. And Well, he especially found...
2: when he's a statue in the pocket. So right. It's like,
0: what if you had pressure, you could get on him. He'd be great.
1: But he's stoic in the pocket.
0: I love all these, like, they're not even, like, humble brags from Double. He's like, yeah, I said this last week. Yeah, I said this yeah, last I week. Yeah, I fucking nailed I it, right. dude. I was right.
1: I walked into work on Thursday night. My <laughs> boss was like, oh, I took the Titans. And I was like, that's a fucking stupid move. You should have taken the Colts. <laughs> And I came in the next day, and I was like, "Where's my fucking money?" <laughs> <laughs> he promptly told me to go fuck myself. You but...
0: mentioned um, momentum, so you guys are momentum believers. I-, I mean, I am too, but like in a weird. You ever like have that argument with a sports fan where someone's like, "Momentum's not a real thing."
1: Momentum a hundred percent matters, and I feel like it's most prevalent in the NFL. Like, a t- like Meech said again with the Titans and the Colts, that one punt switched the whole. Tide of the game.
2: Yeah. yeah, even even after the first, the, the he just got like thirteen yards on the punt. That just switched the whole complexity right. of the game. And then even after that, it snowballed even further. But the momentum is definitely a real thing in sports.
0: Yeah, I like I always say to the people who are like it's not a real thing, it's I'm always like I'm not saying that like it's some mystical like the force or some shit like that, but it's definitely like a morale thing. Like you can watch teams in any sport. If they're like putting it on and putting it on, but the other team just like kind of holds the line and defends really well, you kinda of see them lose their morale. And then the other team starts to think, like, Oh shit, we could fucking win this thing and they just come out hot as fuck. So like it's weird to me that there are people that even believe that, like, momentum is is not a a fucking thing so uh i guess at this point we can move on to the uh sunday games and the first game up on the list is uh houston and cleveland so why don't you start us off dubs
1: well we thought this was gonna be an absolute shootout and i kind of thought that was doomed from the start when the game got delayed for lightning or whatever the fuck it was once that happened i was like this this game is going to go in the shitter i didn't
0: even know that happened
1: yeah, it started at, like, 140 or some shit. But uh, Cleveland won 7 Nick Chubb returned. He looked great. He had 19 carries for 126 and a touchdown. Hunt also added 19 carries for 104. So it looks like they're going to still be splitting them evenly, even though the Chubb's back.
2: I mean, that was kind of their formula before. And, I mean, Chubb definitely helps. I mean, they, when you have that two-headed monster, you're definitely an offensive weapon to be reckoned with. And I, I, honestly thought that they, this would be a higher scoring game, but it was just turned out to be just a slog of a game, dude. Like, just Jesus.
0: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really catch any of it. I saw like um, a couple of the, the runs the Browns had, and I was like, Jesus Christ, those are fucking monstrous plays. But I didn't really catch most of the. I'll be honest, most of the one o'clock games, I didn't really watch a whole lot of. Um, I I had a weird sleep schedule last night. I like went to bed, woke up, went back to bed, woke up super early and then went back to bed and woke up at like two PM today. So I missed quite a bit of some of those one PM games.
1: Well, I made you Google one thing from the Texans (laughs) game and that was that fucking fake field goal. What the fuck? That shit was atrocious.
0: It's like it's like the Blake Snell thing. Like it's just like what are you thinking, dude? Yeah.
1: It was a 46-yard field goal attempt and you're down by 3 in the fucking second quarter. Like
0: Yeah, like I was literally about to ask you like please explain the thinking to me because like take the points. I don't
1: get it. I don't know how you don't take the point.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't understand it at all either. Did you watch that play, Meech? uh no nah, i didn't see that play but yeah i mean it's
1: just basically their field their kicker fairbairn lined up for a field goal like nothing was gonna happen there i want to say on the right hash i think you're right they're on the 36 so it was like a 46 yard field goal something like that and uh slap comes fairbairn fields it and he just drop kicks it to the, like the five yard line and it just bounced and one dude yeah which it.
0: like if it's like you know a 60 yard field goal or whatever like okay fine i get it i get it but like, like okay it's 46 like he can make that fucking kick or can he i don't really fucking know
1: it's a 46 yard field goal if you're an <laughs> nfl kicker you should be able to hit that with yeah, some consistency
0: fairbairn i mean he's not terrible, terrible he
1: can hit that but the The only thing I can think of to defend the play call is that maybe they thought that they could get a safety on the defensive end once the offense got the ball. But Yeah, but what kind of shit is that? Like, you give up,
0: like, a guaranteed point for a calculated risk. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me.
1: That's what I mean. I would just take the point. Dude,
0: if you think about it, it makes less sense than pulling Blake Snell. If yeah. you think about it, like if you evaluate it from like a coaching standpoint, like if I'm the coach, like when the world series was series was happening, when the world series was happening,
1: Scott, man,
0: I looked, yeah, that's what I do. And I stutter. I looked at the, you know, I thought about it objectively and I was like, you know, I think this is a bad move, but I can't say in his position that I wouldn't make the same move. He's making the pressure he's under, you know, the panic, all that shit. So it's like, but then you look at this play and you're like, Nah, bro.
1: That might be the worst football I've played. I've seen worst football play I've seen. A little scat man action for you there, Birdie. The since the Colts <laughs> did that play where they just had no one on the line against the Patriots, right? And they were never supposed to snap the ball. They did. <laughs> it became a meme. Yeah, I, mean, I just it's what I thought of. That's what I likened it to. It it it's it's crazy.
0: It, it like I do not understand it at all so something um, else
1: i don't understand yeah. washington football team <laughs> Washington football club please yeah wfc we're brick we're making it a thing
0: yeah we are making it a thing yeah i don't understand them at all i don't get it they've done the same thing twice in a row
1: they come so close in the end they they yep. dig themselves a hole they almost come back and then they just don't have enough
0: yeah like they get like right and like i said earlier like my roommate was like You know, we were talking about the game while we were watching it because I came back and I was like, oh, shit, they're doing it again. And he was like, yeah, but, like, this is typical of, like, both the Lions and the, you know, Washington football club. Like, the Lions give up that lead and then the Washington football club doesn't have enough, you know. Did you watch that game, Meach?
2: Yeah, it was funny because, I mean, that's what I said. I said – that Detroit would win but I wouldn't shock me if I looked at the score and was like how how why are they close you did and that's exactly what happened i mean like the lions just cannot hold a lead and they had to hope for a long field goal from prater to to not go to overtime in a game that they had a three touchdown lead at some point and you're just like what is going on
1: if you look at the comparison like washington first down wise they had 13 more first downs than detroit 34 to 21 time of possession they had 11 more minutes of possession than the lions and smith threw 55 times no receiver had over 100 yards we were talking about that yeah. off the quarter each how they just have it feels like they have no targets i mean mclaurin is a weapon but because they have no one else to throw to it feels like he's just double teamed consistently
2: i mean mclaurin is their only weapon and now they've started using um the other running back as as basically another receiver because right. they have just no names of receivers there you know and to add to the jd mckissick um... they started using jd mckissick in the passing game um as basically another receiver
1: Right, and to add to that, McLaurin was the closest to 100 yards. I believe he had 95, and after that, it dropped significantly. I think the next highest was in the 60s somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of those you know crazy like the the like what stats that like sometimes you'll spout off, and I'm just like, what the fuck did you just say?
1: Right, that's what I. it's I feel the same way when I'm reading it. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy as shit. It
1: also doesn't help. I can't read my writing, so that also makes me go, what the fuck? But. <laughs> Marvin Jones has had a little bit of a resurgence in the last few weeks. He's got four touchdowns in the last three weeks, uh, eight catches for 96 on a touchdown today. Do you think he is starting to become the number one target there over Galladay? Uh
2: I mean, I think Galladay just draws more coverage. Um and, and this is kind of Marvin Jones's like career has been like this. Like certain games he'll get, you know, five or six targets. It just it it just kind of depends on who Detroit has out there one and who the defense that's playing Detroit has covering them. Um, you know, it seems like it, it just kind of depends on weeks for them, like who their number one receiver is. It jumps
1: around. Right. With Marvin Jones, like in his career to me, it feels like as soon as you think he's ready to be fantasy relevant and you're like, oh, this guy's coming back. We're going to start this guy. He just drops off the face of the planet again. You don't hear from him for another like 12 to 14 months.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> whenever he has two or three games in a row and you pick him up to do a bye week cover or cover an injury on your fantasy team, it just seems like the week you pick him up and start him, he'll put up that, that two points um, that you, the dreaded two points after showing that the last few games, he's had a very low floor. So, you know, he'll he'll put up 10 or 11 for two or three games. You're like, okay, this is a perfect bye week cover. You go get him. And then all of a sudden, you, he's got one target. He puts up two points. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, DeAndre Swift is starting to become a primetime back for the Lions. They drafted on Johnson in the second round last year and Swift in the second round this year. And Swift has completely dominated the carries between the two of them, at least. Adrian Peterson has still been a factor in the backfield, but it's it's becoming Swift's, Swift's backfield. Swift's yeah, they've backfield. been
2: using carry on Johnson more in the pass protection game than they have the run game. So they use him for pass protection, AP, and more notably Swift get all of the carries. So.
1: Every single one.
0: All right, so uh, moving on to the uh, next game, we got Tampa Bay in, in Carolina. Uh, why don't you start us off, Meech? Yeah, Bucks. Like
2: I like I said last week as well. Bucks came back with ferocity to beat the, ferocity. Uh, the Panthers this week, and I knew they wouldn't look anywhere near what they looked against the Saints against the Panthers this week. They they looked like they were clicking on all cylinders. Their offense just was not stoppable.
0: Yeah, when when I was watching the game earlier, I was like, "This is exactly what Meech said was going to happen." So, uh.
1: yeah, like the uh, Brady finally had all of his weapons together browns evans browns brown evans and godwin had 19 <laughs> catches for 238 yards today and ronald jones had a 98 touch 98 yard touchdown yeah. for almost 200 yards on the day so yeah that shit the was weapons crazy in tampa were on full display
0: yeah for sure that that run was crazy as shit and i think in that it's like one of like four to do that right i think i saw that stat. yeah
1: something like that i think i saw that come up
0: yeah that's that's fucking nutty that's real crazy. And now we come to the game that Meech does not want to talk about, but we're, we're going to talk about, about it, it anyway. The Giants versus the Eags.
1: Daniel Jones had his third career game with zero turnovers. Think about that. What's happening? I mean, he mustered up enough to just mantle the the Eags, Meech. <laughs> as you like to call them. Maybe that's why they lost. because that's you call definitely them the not biggest. why they lost.
2: I think you really have to look at their inability to catch a pass. You know, they were 0 for 9 on third down conversions. And, I, I mean, just so many drop balls in times where they desperately needed them caught. And you can, you can bitch about Wentz all you want. And he does take sacks. He does hold on to the ball too long. He does even make some bad throws, but if your pass catchers can't catch the ball that your quarterback is throwing, you're not going to have success. And that's exactly what happened this week with the Eagles. And I mean, it happens a lot with the Eagles. I've never seen
0: a team drop so many catchable balls.
1: Yeah. Sad boy shots were coming from you guys this week, not our boy Danny. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say,
0: it's been three, what is it, three games now without any sad boy Danny shots. It's fucking depressing me. He's
1: transferred it onto the air bear. Or boy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the air bear. What's up with that, man? I need my guy to to, see it. Yeah, I don't like seeing it at all. At all. Well, after that was um, Jags and Packers, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, I thought that one was going to be a slaughter. And you know me, Meach. I'm the first person to admit when I'm wrong. (laughs)
2: yeah well and that's what i I mean it's funny because i was like i mean the Packers going to win you know they're going to win and yet it might not be a blowout and i don't know why i thought that because every indication pointed to that it would be a blowout yeah i just i just knew that the packers i i honestly get a feeling that they're not as good as we think they are you know and and that that showed today would you i was actually gonna
1: ask that question i was literally gonna go there and way to take the words out of my mouth (laughs) Would you care to explain, Meach, why you think that?
2: I mean, I just think their defense, which started out looking solid, has not been. Um, And I think you look at their offense and you look at how, I mean, I know Lazard's Lazard's hurt right now. MVS got a lot of targets today opposite Devontae Adams, but we kind of touched on it last week's episode. They just don't have the weapons in the receiving core. Devontae Adams is it um and their horrible draft uh just shines through every single week every week you look at jordan love on the sideline when you have one of the best qbs in the game on the field um, still in his prime and you look at the two running backs who are on the field neither of which is their second round pick and you just like Jesus Christ, I don't know how a front office could botch a draft so badly, but they've done it, and, and that's, I think, really what shows through. I mean, everyone said they need a wide receiver. This was a wide receiver-rich draft, and they just didn't do it. So I think it's it's a couple things. It's their defense um, not being as potent as it was a year ago, and it's their offense not being able to get the ball to anyone except for their two running backs that they didn't draft and Devontae Adams.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. And to follow up question on that, how long until Aaron Rodgers gets sick of it and says, I want the fuck out? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he
2: has to. I think he can literally just say, I mean, you signed my replacement, right? So
1: I had a question about the Jaguars too. Uh-oh. Kind of the complete opposite, like double fielding questions of Aaron Rodgers yeah. is robinson the undrafted running back for the jaguars do you think he can be a cornerstone running back for the jags and is there such thing as a cornerstone running back
2: there's definitely a cornerstone running back you just don't draft them in the first or second round because it's not worth it because you can find undrafted guys like james roberts or robinson. james robinson you know guys you don't even know his name but are potent <laughs> in the offense i mean he is one of the best running backs in the league right now and he was an undrafted free agent that's why you don't spend draft capital on running
1: back Mitch needs a copy of meet the robinsons on blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's a pretty
1: good one all right so let's move
0: on to um buffalo and arizona which was a very
1: interesting
0: game in a way and the f-
1: first game i was wrong on today well besides the eagles but, yeah besides the eagles yeah they fucked me just like they fuck me each every week so you I know
2: you guys are hating <laughs> i was <and> literally <laughs> i don't understand it but
0: whatever I was literally about to say like I'm sorry we've been dragging you for that for like two episodes now yeah
1: it was bad though I don't feel bad for dragging you for I think it was necessary. Was
2: it bad, or is I, it just another name that you? If guys I didn't said some shit like
1: it. that, I would expect you guys to drag me too.
2: You say <laughs> shit like that all the time. Like Gronk <laughs> is better than Tony Gonzalez. You said yeah, that Yeah, let's talk week. about it. Let's talk. You also about
1: said it. Edgar Martinez is better than David Ortiz. That's not the fucking case. We I each mean. got one of these, Meach. We're both wrong. <laughs> Oh, but you're admitting
2: you're wrong.
1: Cause... Are you? Are, can you do that? I guess I'm the bigger man in this argument.
2: I mean, Edgar Martinez is the original DH. So okay, but that, that doesn't
1: mean he's the best. We talked about this before.
2: You said over and over again that Gronk, and I said, look at the stats.
1: Gonzalez is crazy. I said the same thing with Martinez and Ortiz. You were like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, I'm going to look at the stats. And then we went through it stat by stat. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Except oh. for
2: the fact that he was a better hitter. <laughs> he had a better average. He didn't just try and hit home runs.
1: Neither did Ortiz. He had like 286 in his career.
2: All right, boys. In, this, this in is... a bandbox of
1: ballparks in the, the <laughs> AL East. I don't like that he's got to have the last word. <laughs> well, I'm going to have the, the last word. In the smallest
2: ballparks in America in the AL East he hit 286. That's because he jacked it over the wall
0: half the time
2: <laughs> because they're all tiny ass stadiums.
1: Then every Yankee record ever should not count if we're going to go
0: I agree that. with that. All right, well you've agreed on something. So so let's move on. To the... <laughs> <laughs> the buffalo arizona game which i don't think we ever actually really touched on so let's let's... i don't think we did we got way off off the rails there boys so let's get let's get this train back on the rails and get it to our destination so buffalo arizona why don't you start us off dubs
1: uh buffalo lost 30 to 32 again admitting i'm wrong i was wrong on buffalo uh kyler showed out he was Kept in check a little bit in the first half, and then, I mean, while we were here prepping before the show, we saw uh, a couple times Kyler just broke free and got into the end zone, and that's what he's been doing all year. He's now in double digits for rushing touchdowns on the year, uh, first quarterback to do so this season, and he's got Arizona clicking, and I'm excited to see what they do against Seattle next week.
2: Yeah, first half of that game was, was definitely, I thought the Bills did what I thought they, they would, which is hold them in check, and they did, really. And then the second half, it's like Cliff Kingsbury came out of the locker room with changes, implemented those changes, and really had no problem beating that defense in the second half of that game. Um, it will be interesting to see um, how the Cards do against the Seahawks, both 6-3 and three, um, upcoming Monday Night Football. So we'll see who can take that, that next Monday night football game, uh, to,
0: to be atop the NFC West division.
1: I also just love the Cardinals jerseys. They just pop to me. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean, I don't you know, they're all right. I don't they don't pop to me. They're no, you know, Chargers jersey or anything.
1: I'm I agree, they're not the Chargers or the Panthers or anything like that. But they're I would say they're a top ten NFL jersey.
0: Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. We'll have to next week we'll have to rank NFL jerseys and figure out what's the top NFL jersey. But speaking it's the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking of the Chargers, they played the uh Miami Dolphins as Meech would like to say, I'm just dragging Meech today. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I do love you, but you just make it so easy so i mean
2: uh, <laughs> you say that i don't even remember saying that last week so i don't
0: yeah it's uh, true i i i you know when i go and edit it i have to hear it like 800 times so you probably i probably notice things you don't but anyway we got derailed again so we're going to get the train back on the tracks and we're going to head to the station which is the la chargers versus the miami Dolphins. <laughs> why don't you start us off meach
2: um i mean two will look good again uh, I mean, there's nothing much else to say there. Chargers, again, lost, because why wouldn't they? Um, they go, they get close enough to lo- lose, and then... I mean, they're close enough to win, and then they end up losing because it's what the Chargers do.
1: Right. That's This is why I want you to be a Chargers fan, Birdie, because with the Mets and all the other teams you like, we can just watch you get built up and built up and built up for you to get torn back down. And it will be you right now. <laughs> an absolute... Gem of a show for everyone except for you, obviously. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I can't take it.
1: Tua and Herbert went at it for the first time in their careers. Uh, neither like really stood out to me. Tua was 15 for 25 with 169 and two touchdowns. Herbert was 20 for 32 with 187, two touchdowns and a pick, and he also ran one in. Tua got the edge just a little bit, a little bit of an edge on Herbert, and that was enough for the Dolphins to pull this one out. But it was a really close game, and I'll be excited to see Herbert and Tua go at it in the future. The Aba.
0: Al Bell, my El-Bell. god. El-Bell. El-Bell. All right, and then we had uh let's see the Broncos and the Raiders.
1: Las Vegas won thirty seven to twelve. Drew Locke threw four interceptions and the Broncos had five turnovers. Yeah,
0: that's 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 a big oof.
1: Yeah. Another
0: another
2: way he looks like Russ apparently Because Jesus Christ <laughs> I thought he was going to have a big game I thought he was going to go against one of the worst rated pass defenses And it just did not work Everything he did just got intercepted Every throw he made got intercepted it seemed like <laughs> It
1: wasn't even like the Raiders defense looked like suffocating It was just Locke looked horrible The Ra- Raiders rush game this season has been really good We touched on it a little bit last week And they picked up where they left off they had over 200 yards rushing as a team, and they had under 200 yards passing and zero passing touchdowns. So this team has found their identity, they're sticking with it, and it's been working for them the last few weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like Gruden actually heard my pleas to get Josh Jacobs <laughs> the ball and call plays that would result in touchdowns for him because he absolutely balled out. Straying
1: away from the spider to wab banana getting a little run game going i do think
2: he knows what he's doing on offense as far as he knows what kind of plays he wants to call because you will see games where he dominates through the air and then dominates on the ground and it just seems like he he definitely has a game plan every week i still think it's overrated even though i absolutely look like an idiot calling what i did the raiders absolutely smashed the broncos this week and it wasn't even close could have told you that.
1: There it
0: is again. There it is again. There it is again. Double being not so humble. And then uh, let's see, we had the Seahawks and the Rams, which um your boy Russell Wilson got beat the fuck
1: up again. Yeah, meet you wanna continue the uh Locke and Wilson comparison.
2: (laughs) I mean, I'll continue a comparison wherein you were wrong. Um, You said that the Rams' offense would not tear apart the Seahawks' defense. or you They didn't did tear would, them but, apart. But you also said that the Seahawks were way too much for the Rams' defense to handle, and I'm pretty sure that turned out not to be true.
1: I'm the first person to admit when I'm wrong, Meech, like I said. And <laughs> I was wrong on that one. I'll give you that. DK Metcalf, my boy, he didn't show up. And he only had two catches for 28 yards. Yeah, that Absolute looks so great done. on us. You no, well, I mean,
2: it's, it's he is one of the best. He, he, it's also you go up against one of the best corners in the league. So, what are you supposed to do? I mean, Ramsey is a bigger guy, just like Metcalf. Ramsey's bigger than most cornerbacks, he's dominating, just like DK Metcalf is one of the best at his position right. due to his size. Right? You could say this exact same thing about Ramsey.
0: Look at Meach, check out the big brain on Meach. Alright, let's move on to um, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati. How about that game, huh? Uh,
1: well, at we the start, you are like, oh, this this is an interesting game. And then it became not so interesting anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: really. yeah, I know. I was watching.
1: Pittsburgh moves to 9-0, remaining the only undefeated team in the NFL. Big Ben had a good day, found multiple receivers. Juju had a good day. Deontay Johnson had a good day. And they kept Burrow in check on the defensive end, and Is really what I expected to happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's crazy if you say this says too much about the Steelers. But to me, this also says the fact that they're starting to establish their teams as one of the few teams that you actually believe is a good enough team to make it to the Super Bowl. You know, we talked last week about the Chiefs being passing the eye test, essentially their defense and their their defense being just good enough to stop someone and their offense being electric um it's kind of the opposite way the Steelers usually lead with that defense and their offense is good enough to win and now you've seen that their offense even in a week where Big Ben didn't practice because he was on the COVID list till he did a walkthrough yesterday right even then you see him clicking with this offense and you really do get the feel like this team is for real once again don't want to blow out proportion this was against the Bengals Right, it's just seeing after the week of Big Ben not being able to practice, the offense still looking as solid because I don't think any of us ever had questions about the defense.
1: No, absolutely not. But the like, I agree with you. The offense was sort of in question, and it's nice to see after a week where Big Ben didn't even practice, they're able to come out and execute like that. It does make you think that they passed the eye test. And yeah, that they could be a competitor.
0: Yeah, and it's their first time ever being nine and zero, right? I think it's like I the first time in not. their history that they've ever been nine and zero. Yeah, first time in French history
2: for sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And it's also like kind of crazy because you know, like we talked about last week, like COVID has kind of caused this like crazy inconsistency like league round. It's kind of wild to see it like n- you know affect COVID hits that team, but then they seem to still just like pull it off. There's no inconsistency due to it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, but you also have a quarterback that has worked with half these receivers. I right. mean he hasn't worked with some of the newer ones, but he has worked with Washington, he has worked with Juju, he has worked with Connor, you know, like all, all of these guys. He's been in that offense. He knows how to run that offense. It's not a new situation for him. It's not a new offense for him. So that speaks to, you know, we talked about the rougher situations being quarterbacks that went into new offenses, um, or pieces that weren't together last year. Whereas they added some new pieces and they seem to find wide receivers that will in the draft. I mean, their wide receiver drafts are insane who they find, but I mean, that aside, like they seem to be able to plug any wide receivers in this offense and just go. And I think that the continuity that that offense has has helped in a week like last week where big Ben didn't see the field until a Saturday walkthrough. So it's kind of crazy, but I think that's one of the examples of continuity and how that helps you in the COVID era, basically.
1: Right, and like cr- continuity in a roster. You mean?
0: Yeah. Right. Sorry, what I didn't mean to catch you off there.
1: No, you're good. I was just gonna touch on the Steelers more. That continuity has been the name of their game. I've seen a lot of people this week talking about Mike Tomlin finally seeing. It's finally seeming like he's getting his due as a elite coach around the league, and like everyone knows he's a good coach. He's been around forever. The teams are always competitive, but people are starting to talk about him as. Just, one of the best coaches of this era, and do you guys agree with that?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think 100% he's, he's agree with that. Coach. Yeah. I think last year, um, you know, I heard a bunch of analysts bring it up last week that last year was his best job of coaching because they got off to such a poor start, and then they almost made the playoffs. I mean, they almost made the playoffs after a horrible start, and I think that's when you saw his coaching really shine through. But, I mean, it's the same – I I look at head coaches, you can tell how valuable they are, is whenever their team isn't patient or their fan base isn't patient, then you see others start to line up to hire them. And they're like, wait a second, maybe we should keep this guy. So, like, you saw the same thing last year um with the Ravens and Harbaugh, right? Like, they were like, oh, maybe, you know, we didn't win. Maybe we move on from Harbaugh. I swear to God, you had, like, six teams line up and say, can we interview him? And then they were like, wait, well, let's pull this back here. Maybe we should extend him. And then that's what they ended up doing. Right. Like, coaches are talked about certain ways, and then you see how other franchises react to them almost being available or potentially being available, and then you see like, okay, yeah. No, never mind.
1: Right. Yep. (laughs) And Tomlin's been, I feel like he's been criminally underrated, and it's just been nice to see him finally get his due. I'm not a big Steelers guy, but it's one of the top class organizations in the NFL, and he's been a big part of it in the last Decade and a half, or whatever, however uh, long he's been. I there. mean,
2: they're patient. The way they run that organization shows. I think they've had four head coaches in the last like 60 70 years. So like, yeah, that's
0: fucking crazy.
2: It's crazy. Um, and you just see that the continuity in that whole organization. They're known for being a class organization. They're known for handling stuff correctly. You saw two divas, which is rare for Pittsburgh to deal with, in both Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and that kind of I think made people question the leadership of tomlin and at the end of the day you saw once you got those toxic basically characters out of your locker room right you're able to blend together the whole of the product which i think is really just the Steeler way is it's it's all about the whole not about individuals
0: yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm like double said i'm no Steelers fan either but like you got to give credit where credits do like they do run the organization like pretty fucking great uh, so, uh, moving on, last uh, game that happened is the uh, San Francisco and the New Orleans game. Why don't you start us off, Dubs?
1: Uh, New Orleans had a huge week last week against Tampa Bay, and they picked up pretty much right where they left off. They defeated San Francisco 27-13, to but we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. San Francisco is, like, not even team right now they yeah. have half their roster is injured or on covid they have no jimmy g their wide receivers are all questionable every week but uh one yeah, positive I mean, takeaway we, we
2: talked about last week on the podcast too like this team is just a former shell of itself at this point point. and you know i i think it's it's rough to kind of evaluate anything on this team with you know all of the injuries and covid lists ads that they've had i um, agree this season i mean they, they've they no one's been hit harder by the injury bug than them and i mean you just see it week in a week in, the last couple weeks for sure
1: and at this point if you're san francisco i feel like you just got to look ahead to next season yeah but that's not going to be too hard for them because they draft incredibly well and their rookies are really that they drafted this year are starting to come along nicely Ayuk has had a couple of good games in a row he missed some time with covid but Coming back, he had seven catches for 75 and a touchdown. On the defensive side, their first-round pick, Javon Kinlaw, out of South Carolina, had a sack and a half today. So it's nice to see. looks
2: impressive. It seems like he makes big, at least one big play every game he's in, it seems like.
1: He seems like that kind of gadget receiver every every team has that they run out of a screen and all of a sudden he's gone for 40 yards and you're like, whoa, where'd that guy come from? That seems like what Iuke is going to be for the 49ers.
0: But on the
1: Saints side... Brees got hurt, and we got to see famous Jameis's debut in the black and gold down there in <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, uh, six for, six of ten for sixty three, no touchdowns, but uh, eyes were they fixed? What do we think? <laughs> Did the LASIK work?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell.
1: Not I, enough it, of it, a it sample really size. That's what I was gonna say. It's it's too it's too early to <laughs> tell. What
0: happened to to old Drew Brees? What was the injury?
1: Brain deterioration. I think it was a Arm injury. fell off. <laughs> I don't know. He's getting old, man.
0: No, really. <laughs> yeah. What was it?
2: Uh, he got he got hit on a drop back, and then he got hit in the ribs. I believe he's getting an MRI after the game. He was slated to get an MRI. Probably he was on the sideline with his helmet on the rest of the game, so I'm sure Peyton was just like, "Eh, "We don't need to put him out there. We're we're in this game. We'll see what happens with the diagnostics afterwards, and we'll move forward with it." But like I said, it's hard to tell who's good in this offense because Sean Payton is is one of those people, like Andy Reid, who is one of those older generation coaches who doesn't really get the credit for being like a like a quote unquote offensive genius. But they they have staying power as offensive masterminds, I feel like. And you see that like Andy Reed's time in Philly really did kind of wear wear out its welcome. But I knew he was still a good coach. And like I said, it's it's all about what you see other franchises doing. They scoop the Chiefs scooped him up in like a day. Literally a day. They right. scooped him up. So like I feel like him, uh, Andy Reid and Sean Payne are kind of those forgotten offensive geniuses that we don't really give credit to that being said it's hard to evaluate you know your backup quarterback when you have such a solid system in place for them to succeed for sure Uh, another little
1: side note here with the saints uh people were curious if breeze did go down at some point who the replacement quarterback would be if it would be taysom hill or if it would be Jameis winston and today we got that answer that Jameis winston would be the one playing quarterback if breeze went out so With that being the case, is Taysom Hill's contract really worth it if you're not going to pay him? Or if you're not going to play him at quarterback, why pay him like a quarterback?
0: Yeah. I mean, I am ai don't know if you guys even know this about me, but I assume you do. Like, I'm a big contract management guy. So, like, to me, it's like if if you're not going to play him, then no, it's not worth keeping him. But that's just me. What do you think, Meach?
2: I mean, I think the way they use him doesn't warrant that kind of contract. I think it's like 7 mil a year.
1: Yeah, something like that. I mean, something I think like it was that... 16, I want to say, over 2.
0: Okay. Ooh, yeah, so like 8 a year.
2: Yeah, so like eight, 7 to 8 I a year. I might be wrong on it's, that, it's, but... a little, it's a little stiff. I mean, it's somewhere in that range. It's it's right, right. there. Yeah. But it's a little stiff of a price to pay for a third-string tight end who runs a Wildcat offense and can be listed at tight end in your fantasy you know, if you do a lot of things, none of them super well. And I, I think, <laughs> I, I thought that they would not, he would not be the next in line if Breeze went down. I, I legitimately thought that Jameis would get the start or or take over if he needed to in, in Breeze's absence. So, I mean, I, this was confirmed, like, like we said, but I, I do think that contract doesn't look quite as nice if he's the third string quarterback yeah, third string tight end and a wildcat quarterback.
1: It, I mean he's basically playing seven or eight times a game for seven or eight million dollars a year.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. come on now. That's uh, yeah. The answer to that question, double from me, is like a hard no.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> hard I'm, no. I'm gonna agree with you guys on that one. That's the second time we've had a little letter Kenny action. You, you had a <laughs> I, <laughs> did we? Yeah, Meach me said. uh that's what I said. I said, and then continued to say what he said. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, nah, dude.
0: The best, the best part of that show, my favorite thing that happens on that show, is when Wayne will go, "Okay, Derry, Derry, okay, okay, Derry." <laughs> that shit kills me every fucking time man i could do that shit all day mine is always oh is that what you appreciate about me (laughs) (laughs) i love love that scene where he does that shit and then he runs across the field stops halfway through and turns around and goes i'm too fat to run (laughs) (laughs) so good so good so good all right well that about wraps up the uh sunday recap so let's move on to uh the preview section of the show the preview section so we're gonna start with monday the preview section of the show
1: preview all right let's get back on the rails boys let's get back on the rails what just happened in this fuck off
0: (laughs) Just having fun, man. So, uh, Monday loose. night's game is uh, is Bears-Vikings. So, um, no. who are we going to take, Meach, and why?
2: Uh, I think I'm going to take the Vikings here. And, yeah, you would. Um, I, I just don't know what. I mean, I, what, what are your thoughts on this game? Because this is where I stand on it. I stand on the Vikings have won three straight. The Bears have lost three straight. The Vikings seem to have found their, their happy medium with just not not really happy medium. just like, let's ride Dalvin Cook. And let's just put him at our offense and just let him carry the team to victory every week. That being said, like, I, I just don't know. Like, this is just such a shit show of a matchup. And it could end up being a really good game, and it might be. Uh, I just don't have really any feelings about it other than I think the Vikings will win just because three straight. And it looks like they finally realized that they should use Dalvin Cook all the time.
1: Yeah, that was when they were the most successful last year is when they take the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands and just give it to <laughs> Dalvin Cook and let him coast. I mean, He's had 200 yards last week, and I mean, he's been electric. But I'm still going with uh, the Bears. I don't know why. Kind of like you don't know why you're going with the Vikings. I just yep. I can't bet on Kirk Cousins in primetime football. I just won't let myself do it. I'd rather bet on the big dick. Despite not having his <laughs> weapons. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm you've go also with seen it
2: first. You've had a front row seat to Big Dick Nick. And so did you, you when your fucking
1: people ran himself. him out of town, Meach. You true. ran him out of town. Look where you're at now.
2: I don't agree Losing with Howie to on a lot of things. Daniel Jones. I don't agree with Howie Roseman on a lot of things. The Eagles GM for people that aren't like Eagles fanboys. Um, Thank you. And one of those things is passing up Justin Jefferson, who has looked amazing for the Vikings and yet we passed on him for Jalen Rhaegar. so you know I there are a few things that I can question one of which is running big dick nick out but like I said having to pay that contract that the Jags offered him to get him away from the Eagles I don't know about that more potential with wins but this 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 game just seems like it. I don't think either of us are good Like I told you so next week, right? Because both of us are so unsure on where we stand on both of these teams. We're just kind of picking one. Um, yeah, I'm throwing shit what against what the wall and
1: hoping it'll stick.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: But uh, after that, it's the Monday night game. Seahawks, Cardinals, meet. we kind of touched on it already. Should shape up to be a pretty good game. And well, third. Either game. way. Oh, Thursday night. Thursday night game is the Cardinals-Seahawks
2: first place in the division. Both teams come in with a 6-3 and record. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens in that game. Seahawks, will they rebound from two losses that they've put up in back-to-back weeks? Will the Cardinals keep rolling behind Kyler Murray?
0: Yeah, what's the pick? What's the Meech pick? You gotta pick, bro. You gotta pick.
1: Come on, you gotta Cardinals. choose one. Gun to your head. <laughs> Let's go. go. Cardinals.
2: Cardinals you know, I didn't pick the Cardinals this week. Let's go. I, I, I regretted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Me and Meach are on the Cardinals for Thursday night, and I was right last Thursday. So Meach, maybe you'll be on the right side this week. Yeah, Meach, maybe you maybe. should put some money on this one. Let's start it's testing about, the metal. It's about the company you keep, Meach.
0: <laughs> yeah, and oh, apparently about the oh, Cardinals uniforms, which seem to pop, according to Dubs. The We're gonna do ten. that next I'm week. I'm not saying the best. I don't know if that's true.
2: I, do <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't either. I will, I will disagree with you on that, sir. I don't
1: what? What? Happened. Give me, give me, give me three other than the Chargers and the Panthers that are better right now.
2: uh Chargers, Panthers, Steelers.
0: Steelers. Get yep. Now. Steelers for sure. Seahawks.
1: No. No, not on the Get Seahawks. Disagree. Get out of here. Out here. Yeah. 100% get out, get
0: out of here with that. Get out of here. Chiefs? Uh, get out of here.
2: I don't like the Chiefs, but I do like both the Broncos and the Raiders. The Raiders have that black with the yeah. silver that just looks so perfect. Yeah, Raiders is
0: dope. I, I love
2: the blue, the orange, and the white that the Broncos kind of nah. mix together. I nah.
0: Not a Vikings, fan.
1: Though. Not a fan. I both of those.
0: I think the Vikings uniforms okay. pop more than the Cardinals.
2: Hold on here. No one hates the Raiders jerseys. They are clean.
0: I
1: do. Shit, dude. I 100% are... hate the Raiders. Yeah, jerseys. why? You're, Explain. You defend yourself. The Absolutely. same reason I hate the fucking Spurs jerseys. They're plain as shit. I'm good. I'll pass on no. this. No, 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 no. Yeah. The
2: Spurs jerseys are drab. There's no color. Yeah. The,
1: That's the same as the Raiders.
2: No, it's not. No, 100 the, the black is not as dark and the silver's not as bright on the Spurs jerseys. It's yeah. like dole. Plus, the, um, Raiders, like, the Raiders like logo is
0: dope as shit. Yeah, the Raiders, Raiders logo, logo is dope, but their jerseys suck. colors on the Raiders pop. Dude. Also,
1: Raiders fans suck. <laughs> the Raiders suck. <laughs> What about? Uh, but if you're going strictly on jerseys, the Raiders jerseys are not that good. I would put them in the bottom third of the jerseys in the league. That's what?
2: Just,
0: that's just a fact that you're wrong because they're yeah. constantly rated at the top, dude. They are always. And I don't way way. know why they should be. Like people make like there's a rap song, up like called "Got My Raiders Cap." Like shoutouts to Demigods. Like that's a song. Like that exists for a fucking reason, bro.
1: Okay, I can make a fucking song about some bullshit that's not true too. <laughs> But, I mean, like, even the
0: Vikings jerseys pop more, bro. Nah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah.
1: Go with your cards and deny that. I'm going to come to the show on Raiders Wednesday. jerseys
2: pop. You I'm
1: going to come to the show on Wednesday with my top 10 NFL jerseys. And I, I, are we just going to do base, like, home yes. jerseys? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. I think All that's right. – like beyond that, it's going to be, like, too much to handle, too much information. I'm going to
1: – all right, I'm going to come with my poll, my top ten next week. You guys can do the same, and we'll put in the comments. We'll have a little vote. See yeah. Because you, right. you guys will get absolutely fucking shit on. Your jersey <laughs> tasted.
2: The Raiders are, like, like I've never heard anyone deny that the Raiders are one of the best jerseys in all of sports. I've never you just
1: did, adamantly, and I gave you fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah,
0: I've heard like the Raiders,
1: the Blackhawks. Meach, you know what? I'm glad you finally had your first time. Jesus Christ! All right,
0: I've had enough of this. I'm sure everyone listening has too. That's gonna do it this week for us on Stone Sports. Shout outs, Letter Kenny. Shout outs, Qdoba. Anything else you want to say, boys, before we go? Fuck you, (laughs) Meach. Fuck you, Dubs. All right, follow us on social media, that's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch and YouTube. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. Peace out, we'll see you next time.
1: That was a
0: hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck.